Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Welcome to Land Parties, episode 11, brought to you by betonline.ag. How are you beautiful people doing? It has been another heck of a week. We are in our third week of uh, uh, quarantine. I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, Lucas, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing well. I'm staying sane, working from home like most of us, and uh, still having some fun, though. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta you gotta be able to work in that uh, that fun as well. Um, it was a, a pretty interesting uh, weekend, though, as far as uh, news and gaming. Some topics that we're gonna touch touch on is um, uh, the the betting uh, CS:GO and it being approved here out in Nevada. I think that's important to talk about. That we kind of referenced that or referenced it here a couple weeks ago or talked about it a little bit. Uh, so that'll be cool to talk about. Um, you also have the uh, World Health Organization pushing people and saying that uh, and don't get me wrong. I don't want to be negative as far as with this, um, you know, pushing people to play more video games during this time. Uh, it being a social pastime. Uh, we'll get into that because there, there's an interesting take I have on that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we've got Overwatch League back. Man, it was good to be back, wasn't it? <laughs> It, you know, it re- it really was just uh, having the games and whatnot. And not only that, but now you have uh, the teams over in Asia. Uh, they finally got to get some games in. They got to play. Um, not a whole lot of uh, uh, big stories because it's their first go around and they're finally starting to get to play some games. Uh, as far as standings-wise, placement-wise, it's going to definitely shake some things up. Uh, in the rankings, but then you had some people like Boston Rising, uh, Toronto, both Los Angeles teams, the Shock. Uh, they also played uh, Florida Mayhem as well. Uh, played, I see, dude, Soul, Soul Dynasty absolutely smashed. Uh, they played both LA teams, both Valiant and the Gladiators, and they uh, uh, they three owed them uh, both. Man, that's whoo, <laughs> yeah, quite yeah. the performance there. Yeah, so I think um, you know they're they're definitely gonna and they're they're typically uh, solid too. So it's not surprising seeing them uh, uh, come out with a showing like that. But it'll be interesting. We're not gonna dig too deep uh, into this. I did want to touch on the fact though that within Overwatch League, uh, you know, each year each uh, uh, champion basically they're uh, they're rewarded with a player skin. And, um, you know, with the shock winning last uh, season and uh, they, they, they came up with a Doomfist skin. The skin is absolutely amazing. It looks so dope. Uh, however, it, it's kind of interesting because before uh, we were able to accumulate Overwatch League tokens uh, for watching, obviously, the, the matches uh, on Twitch. However, since they've moved to YouTube, they have no system in place. Uh, to generate these these digital this digital currency 
uh, to be able to make purchases like that. So you have to use real money unless you had uh, Overwatch League uh, tokens banked uh, uh, bank from before. So I know that um, I had watched one of the sit downs with uh, uh, Jeff Kaplan, and I know that that somebody had brought that issue up, and and I think they're working with YouTube uh, to figure out a way to be able to generate this digital currency that people can then use. You know, again, it's another incentive for people to watch the league, uh, but then they can use it for for cool skins like uh, like this uh, Doomfist skin that came out. Right, and I'm sure they'll figure out something out eventually here. Um, it is a, a little bit of an annoyance right now, but um, yeah, you know, I, I fully trust that they're going to get this together. I'm, I'm sure that they've had other things on their mind yeah. <laughs> lately, um, but yeah, yeah, I would I would expect a solution sooner rather than later here. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, it, I can't imagine that they'll let it go on for uh, too long, but again, it might run a whole season uh before they come up with a uh, a viable plan that they can use uh but i wanted to go back a little bit to uh here a couple episodes ago you know when this uh when the corona uh coronavirus outbreak uh really started uh kind of taking a stronghold on things and we started making uh uh moves to you know social distance to you know uh, uh lower that curve and whatnot um we talked about people having to, they're going to have to get innovative. Uh, things are going to, I feel like this is almost like a turning point, uh, you know, as far as with society and what they're realizing, the internet, uh, games, esports, you know, what that stuff really brings, especially in a time where everything is kind of, you know, stop dead in its track. Esports e- e- and 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 game gaming and and content creators of on all kinds of different platforms are actually excelling right now, and they're they've got this opportunity where you've got a lot more eyeballs uh, looking at them and and people willing to say, okay, we need to continue, uh, you know, at least from an economical standpoint, being able to you know bring in money and this and that, so. This uh this story is actually uh you know we had uh Richard Vallada is it Vallada? Yep. Vallada uh from the Las Vegas Review Journal uh talked about it but the control board uh gave the green light for sports books to take bets on a stri- uh, Counter-Strike match uh uh here this uh this past week. Yeah, I mean th- this is huge. Um this is one of those kind of last hurdles that esports needed to clear and hopefully this is going to open the floodgate so to speak and you know it's it brings a sense of legitimacy to people it brings a higher level of interaction uh you'll get the more casual fans now willing to take a look at other games uh if it continues down this path i think um so similar to what sports betting does for like march madness uh this could do for esports yeah, and it, I mean, again, th- these are those gaps that they need to find, especially uh, on a revenue standpoint, that they're not going to be able to make up for with the loss of, like, uh, say, the the tournament. And we don't know how long this thing is going to last either. So I think people, you know, it's smart of them to try to get ahead of this a little bit, say, hey, we're going to be making bets here. Uh, we know that this is go- it's going to come to this. Um, so is this good? 
Are we cool? Can we move forward with it? So it's I, I know Nevada has been this has been something that that has definitely been in discussions uh, within the gaming casino uh, industry. Uh, so seeing this first step, I definitely feel like opens up the door for more of this kind of betting. And especially in this time, you're going to see people that, you know, again, I I, I lived with uh, one of my old roommates. Um, you know, literally, I watched a dude live for like a year and a half strictly off of uh, of uh, sports betting. Uh, so there's definitely, yeah, no, it was crazy, dude. I was, I was just like, I was like, I never thought, but he's like, oh yeah, dude, it's just, it's just, it's all numbers and, and math. And I'm, of course, that's my, my, I'm terrible at math and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So I'm like, for me, it's like looking at a science thing, just like, mm, nope, I don't understand this, but yeah, it made sense to him. This dude would literally, he was able to do it uh, and, and live off of uh, uh sports betting. So for some people, yeah. sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, you know, us living here in Vegas, we see how big the betting industry is. We see how huge it is. We see the reach that it has. And now with uh, sports betting kind of being legalized across the country more and more, we see the reach that it does. So this this is kind of one of those potentially sea change moments, you know, that that pushes pushes esports forward um, into the public consciousness that it may be lacking right now. Yeah. It, it, well, I thought the other thing, too, that was interesting was that it was, you know, that it was for Counter-Strike. I know that uh, Counter-Strike has uh, it had been marred in some controversy as far as with their uh, whole gambling and, and loot mechanics thing. There was you, you know what I'm talking about as far as with that and, and CSGO. I remember, I remember seeing a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was interesting that, and I, I'm, you know, again, that was that was stuff that was in the past. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they've gotten that stuff cleared up and whatnot as far as the gambling and people that were in it. But, um, yeah, it was interesting to see them do it with, uh, with a, a CS:GO. And I love Counter Strike. Again, that was probably the first like online. FPS that I had played in college. We talking way back when in the day. Uh, <laughs> so the fact that it's still around, I think is awesome. I haven't played it in forever. Uh, but dude, I mean, this is a, this is a huge step um, as far as not only for video games, but uh, gaming in general and, and gambling and what they're able to do. Again, we're looking and they're going to have to continue to be innovative, creative, and look for different sources of revenue, especially during this time where everybody is indoors for the most part. You know, we're, we're, it, the, the lockdown or the quarantine has been pushed back to the end of April. So, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to lose. We know for a fact there's going to be another month of us. And, and, and what the current situation is. So um, it, it's nice to see them being proactive and going and, and saying, all right, let's go ahead and allow this, even if it's just for a temporary thing. Again, that proof of concept and being able to see uh, something as opposed to just talking about something, I feel like it's way more impactful uh, than just sitting sitting and talking about it, uh, something happening as opposed to putting it into practice and then trying to improve and make it better. Exactly. You know, the, the issue of uh, fairness in, in sports betting, I guess, or making sure that there's not any abuses of that system mm -hmm. is interesting because uh, so I, I've been working on a little story here on uh, NASCAR's iRacing stuff. And basically one of the people I talked to said, 
they don't know. Like that that was one of their biggest holds up hold ups to pushing sports betting or betting on the iRacing side was how do you ensure uh that nobody throws matches, basically. Um and you know, we we've seen like we've seen most major sports go through their scandals. Yeah. It's a huge black eye. So, you know, how do you avoid that? How do you put those safeguards in place? That will be interesting to kind of watch to see how they guard against that. Yeah, and that is absolutely necessary in the scope of things. But kind of like you said, this isn't just uh, a video game, you know, thing that or issue that they have to work on. This is for every major sport. Every major sport that I can think of has had some sort of scandal or or you know what i mean betting has has had an issue whether it was caught or not uh you know i know some have gotten caught but there's probably a lot more that have <laughs> not gotten caught um so that's always going to be an issue uh but this is something that that they're that they're that, that they can work with um the the people that are holding these tournaments they can work with the the respective leagues and put in place these like anti cheat uh, modes and 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 things like that. They can put that stuff in place. Again, that can't stop somebody from throwing, uh, but you have to take that stuff on a case by case basis. And I feel like that is going to be a thing, no matter what sport or any kind of competitive thing. There's always going to be that possibility of somebody rigging it and trying to, you know, uh, get the get the get get paid or or something like that. So, um, you know, with proper regulation, again, they're doing it the right way. It's 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 going, you know, it'll it's going through the board. The board will be reviewing and looking at at that stuff. I'm sure they're going to be, you know, poking around and and going through with a fine tooth comb. Uh, just making sure that everything is copacetic and on the up and up uh, as far as with gambling. Definitely. And you know what, though? I will say this. It's a, it's, a, it's definitely an exciting development. I'd be much more likely to bet on esports than any other sport because, frankly, uh, anytime I've tried sports betting, I've just Same. lost. So Same. <laughs> uh, but, you know, th- this would be exciting. I would definitely take part of this if this continues to grow. Yeah, and speaking of uh, uh, iRacing, you know, I know last week uh, we we had the interview. We actually have another interview this week, correct? We do with uh, another driver uh, named Austin Dillon. He's a NASCAR driver and also owns his own iRacing team. Um which, you know, we touched on this last week, just just the interaction they're getting from their high-level, top-level talent buying into the system is paying off. You know, Ryan, this past Sunday, their their broadcast drew in 1.3 million wow. viewers on FS, FS1. That is that is fantastic. I, I love the fact that, you know, NASCAR fans, video game fans are are showing up. They're putting up those kinds of numbers uh, for iRacing and just watching, uh, especially with the current situation. You know, we got the there's a lot of idle eyeballs uh, that are that are just looking for things to do. Uh, so it was great seeing that they're able. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say just for comparison, their first race they broadcast drew nine hundred thousand. So they increased by four hundred thousand. That's huge. For week that eight. is absolutely huge. Not only that, but they're 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 paving out this this uh uh path for these young drivers to have kind of a a you know hey you you start in i racing and you you know you kind of work your way into 
like actual NASCAR, you know, I was like, what a crazy path that would be like, oh yeah, I started out, uh, you know, playing iRacer, uh, I was really good and, and now, now I'm a NASCAR driver. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, it, it's been interesting because it, it makes you think some of these other sports have to develop something for the future. How would right? they not? They got to be doing. How would they not already? And <laughs> exactly, and it's just it's just really fun to see one of the sports 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 leagues out there go. Hey, we've had this in place. Nothing else is going on. This is something we can safely do. And here you go, and people are eating it up by I think probably higher than expected numbers. Yeah, I'm 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 loving seeing uh, what they're uh, what they're doing as far as with that. But that's enough. That's enough uh, out of me. Let's let's get to the interview. And welcome back. This is Lucas Agan with the Las Vegas Review Journal, coming to you from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And I'm here with Austin Dillon. Austin, thanks for taking a couple minutes out of your schedule with us. Yeah, no problem, man. It's fun. Uh, ready to do it. And we're here, of course, to talk esports. So let me jump right into looking ahead to the season. I know we just got started with the iRacing. What's your expectations this year? And, and you know, I know that, that you brought back a very talented driver. So talk, talk to me about your expectations there. Well, you know... Uh, so much fun last year keeping up with uh, Team Dylan and and watching Blake uh, have a really good year. Um, and then this year bringing on Michael, it's uh, it's been fun to kind of banter with the rest of the guys in the garage that have teams. And um, but you know it's nice we have Coke and Beneath on the cars that have come through and really been great partners with my racing career. Now we get to put them on um, our iRacing team. And uh, you know we, we want to go out there and compete. Want to do them well. You got you got people now watching and um, uh, wanting to see the performance side of it. So we really hope that Blake and Michael both can have uh, solid years for us and perform on the track. You know, talk to me a little bit about Blake. Obviously, a fantastic 2019. How have you seen him kind of grow this year? And what about Michael then? After that stood out to you to bring him on aboard? Well, I, I know Blake's a competitor. We brought him to the shop and got him in our simulator. And right off, he was competing with me on times and on the road course. And he's a professional. I mean, he's 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 really good at what he does. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he progresses. I feel like he puts in a lot of work. He's running a lot of other races also um, in his off time. So I feel like the more you race, the better it's just going to help him, and he's getting a lot of hours in. So, um, And then with Michael, I haven't really got the time to, to meet Michael and be around him much, but I'm looking forward to the time when we do. Hopefully we get him out of the track soon and get to hang out and back at the shop also, put him on our simulator and, and uh, watch him drive a little bit. How exciting is it for you to have a hand in the esports side of things and, and helping it grow as much as it has already? Well, it's cool. You know, I'm really looking forward to the future of it and uh, trying to be a big part of it because I know it's going to be huge. I mean, everybody's done a l very good job getting to this point, and um, just like I said, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it and, and having fun with it. Uh, our other driver in Xfinity Series, Anthony Alfredo, has his own league that he started up, and um, he's kind of pushing me forward to getting my own uh, sim seat and, and running more in the iRacing. So it's uh, it's definitely fun and, and trying to um, kind of see where I pan out in it. But I, I love uh, our team and all of our partners with it. You know, did you expect to see it as grow as quickly as it has? And, and where, where do you see in the next, say, five years? Well, I mean, I, it's as big as, as we, we can get it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, NASCAR fan base, the more the drivers talk about it, I feel like the, the people that are watching on Sundays, coming to the track on Sundays and Saturdays, will start tuning in on iRacing during the week. 
Um, I love how it's kind of scheduled where you can watch another race during the week to piggyback off of the race that we're going to. Um, you know, it's very accurate to what they do to what we do. I mean, it's as close as we can get it. Uh, so it's it's very cool. And then the esports in general uh, around the world is, is really doing a good job. So I play Xbox while I'm at the track, um, play a lot of Call of Duty. Um, so <laughs> I was actually playing this morning before I came to, to practice. There you go. <laughs> you know, for that, that NASCAR fan that's that's watching, you know, not only you guys on the track, watching some of the iRacers, what what advice would you give them? You know, not the, they're growing up with this as a possibility in front of them now. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, as far as getting into iRacing. Right, correct. Well, I mean, it's a great opportunity to be able to learn how to race and not wreck a bunch of cars that are going to waste uh, money doing that. Because there's a learning curve in racing, and it's a great way to cut your learning curve in half if you really want to race one day i racing can can do that for you and it's very cool to start to see the purse money go up and um give you that opportunity to to one day hopefully make a, a really good living um i racing how big of a game changer is that to have this tool to help train new drivers and, and make it more accessible maybe than otherwise was able to well it's huge you know you get to get, see tracks for the first time that you might be going to um and we got guys that are going to tracks um great example would be anthony he's running fontana next week he'll get to run on his iRacing simulator a lot of laps it just helps you know what i mean you never can get that real feel out on the track it's going to be hard to ever get that because there's a there's a wall there's a car there's no reset button but um the good thing is the visuals the feel of the car it feels right and, and you can really learn from that you know if you can talk to me a little bit more about video games in general how what have they meant to you through the years well truthfully i i've played a lot of sports growing up my uh -huh. brother was more of a gamer than i okay. was um and then as time has progressed i've gotten married and it's something fun to do uh after i get a workout in i'll come home and i love the new battle royale modes on games i think it's really kind of got me fired up about gaming and it took me a while i had to put a lot of hours in to be a halfway de decent player mm -hmm. and um now when i get a dove i'm celebrating it's fun to get a win on there <laughs> If we're talking at the end of this iRacing season, what's what's a successful year? What has to happen for you to be to be proud of what happened? Yeah, out well, there? you know, we'd like to see both our guys try and uh, get a win. I think that'd be huge for us getting a victory lane, and then uh, Blake obviously making it back to the final four. I'm sure he has the same expectations, running for a championship, trying to to win a championship in uh, his second year, and and then same for Michael, get try and get in the playoffs, make it exciting, and uh, see what he can do. Uh, just kind of as the last question, I know we're here in Vegas, so, I mean, what's the atmosphere like here in the city, and, and how much do you enjoy coming out here? Oh, Vegas is always one of my favorites. I've been able to win here in Xfinity and Truck, and uh, Cup Cars, the, I, need, I need to go ahead and finish it off so I can have the sweep in all three series. So, uh, But the city's is it's great. I like to partake and have a little fun and gamble a little bit when I can. And uh, But usually at the track, I stay here in my bus and then go out to the different venues and go eat and uh, love the food here, too. There you go. Anything else you'd like to add? No, man. I'm, I'm glad uh, iRacing is where it's at and just can't wait to see it keep progressing. And thanks again, Austin. Uh, another great interview. Another uh, real interesting um, aspect of, of just a driver fully buying in and going head, you know, head first and ready to, to fully invest in and buy into it. 
Yeah, and it's going to be people, It's. I mean, you know, again, it's going to be people like that. It's going to be uh, leagues like that that are, going, that are willing to invest in this technology and the potential of it. And I love seeing that they are all in full steam ahead uh continue uh, you know i i got I, I i i'm excited to see their continued success and to see where else they go with their productions and that league yeah let's put it this way i've never been a huge nascar fan i am probably way more interested in nascar than i've ever been at any point in my life <laughs> same i'm not gonna lie same but hey, you know what? It's doing its job then. If, if they're bringing in not only their their core audience, they're bringing in new audiences. Hey, that's more power to them. No, whoever that. I mean, great execute, great execution on their part as far as with the league, what they're doing, that uh, progression path into into you know real life and becoming a real uh, you know or becoming a NASCAR driver, uh, physical one. Um, I, everything that they're doing about that, I, I think is is absolutely brilliant. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Moving on here, we have a, a pretty interesting and probably touchy subject <laughs> for gamers here um let's just say i'm gonna guess the world health organization has not been gamers favorite organization in the past <laughs> you know yeah. and and ryan i know that that you found originally an article about something some pretty interesting developments with them uh yeah so uh this is this actually uh, my friend. Uh, this is Lex uh, brought this up in a conversation during the CFG Gamecast. Um, but they put out an article. Uh, who put out an article uh, stating basically they're saying that uh, video games can be a healthy social pastime during the coronavirus pandemic. One hundred percent, I agree with what they're saying. Um, I think video games and gaming in general, not only during this time, I think game gaming in general, um, you know, it, it, it really is a stress reliever. Uh, it gives you the ability to transport and, and become anything, do anything, connect and, and socialize with your friends. Uh, the issue, <laughs> the issue that I have with this though, is this, okay. So the World Health Organization also here, if you remember a few months ago, they they talked about how uh, they made the designated video game addiction as an official mental health disorder. This was only a few months ago, uh, but now they're sitting here saying, hey, we need people to stay indoors. This is a great social pastime <laughs> uh, to <laughs> you should play some games. I, I felt like was really 
contradictory of them. And I really felt that it kind of lessened their credibility as far as what they're putting out there. Uh, we know anytime, not anytime, but a lot of times during major tragedies or something, something, uh, not, not major, major tragedies, but like kind of major, like state level or local level, uh, tragedies. There's a lot of times where, where you'll see politicians trying to connect video games and, and gaming violence to actual violence. And then they'll talk about it. <laughs> and, and then nothing happens. Uh, but we know, I mean, we also know that's like, uh, you know, it's, 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 it, it, it bothered me, I guess, you know, because it's, it's like, you guys try, they like, we've seen it where they'll try to villainize, uh, video game playing. And, and now you're telling me it's an official mental health disorder, but now you're saying, whoa, whoa, we need people to stay indoors. Video gaming is cool. You guys <laughs> should do that. You know, it's just like, ah, not a good look who I'm just saying not a good look. It's not. And I like how the wording was during when the quarantine, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's just a healthy pastime. I'm like, wait a second. I think it's a, it's a healthy pastime just regardless. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's a little annoying. It's a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anybody who plays games can speak to the power of it, either from a competitive side or just from the creative side or just from its its ability to connect you to people that live halfway around the world that you would never get the chance to connect with. I mean, th- we could go on and on about all the positives about gaming and it just seems like the world health organization is now trying to play both sides <laughs> and mm-hmm. say it was bad before it's good now. I would not be surprised if after this all ends, it went back to being bad. <laughs> right. Well, dude, I, I mean, I had, a, I had a problem with them classifying video game addiction as an illness in itself. There is absolutely addiction uh, being an illness, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But to then put video game to 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 make it specific to video games, I feel like it's foolish. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I get it. You know, oh, you can be an a, a gambling addict or whatever. I mean, the the whole general thing is that you just have an addiction. You 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 can't stop yourself from doing uh, you know whatever it is that that you're that you're addicted to. Um, so I just felt like it, you know, again, it was kind of, and I, I felt like it, they, cause this came in a time too, after, after a tragedy had happened. So I felt like they were, they kind of politicized it a little bit, um, as far as doing that and making an official, an official, uh, illness, you know, I, I just, I, I, it never sat right with me, uh, as far as with that. And I thought it was, it was just hilarious seeing this article come out and being like, oh, 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 now you guys are cool with some video game playing. You want people to stay inside and, and stay away? Uh, you know what I mean? But, you know, here, here you know, again, speaking on the video gaming uh, uh, community, uh, you know, the, the hashtag play a part together. Uh, I love seeing the fact that they're not going to be petty about this stuff uh, because, you know, they shouldn't be petty about it. Hey, yeah, absolutely. We want to do our part and, and, you know, promote people staying indoors, uh, social practicing, uh, social distancing and, and all that stuff. So, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, you know, and it's always it's always just so frustrating. It is it's it seems political. Um and you know what? I've done stories on people who games have helped them recover from potential mental illnesses mm-hmm. or, or mental issues that could plague them. And it was the gaming community that they turned to to find people that would just accept them 
be okay and kind of be able to heal on their own time, on their own terms without that kind of pressure. And so like, it, it is, it always makes me angry because I'm like, I, we see examples of, of the exact opposite of, of all the good that it can do. Yes. It, you can be addicted. You can get addicted to pretty much anything though. Like anything can be bad. If, if exactly, if you don't, do it and and there's usually other underlying problems that have caused that it's not it's not games causing you you know to be addicted it's it's something else like there's usually underlying circumstances exactly and that was the biggest part that i had because they know that stuff too so to make such a statement like that uh when they when they considered it an official uh illness i just felt you know I, I didn't it, it never it didn't it never sat right with me it never sat right with me it, I, I thought that is uh you know again I thought it was laughable and and again it's not that this is not true because there are people that are addicted to playing and and you know what I mean I've seen people you know on that wild grind they will they will that is that has become their life you know uh, and and they're right. dropping responsibilities and things like that that is an addiction. Okay, uh, but it's mm-hmm. not it has nothing to do, or I'm sorry, it didn't have anything to do with the video game itself. It's it's more of you know there's there's other uh, underlying factors. This person could be predisposed to addictive personality. There's all kinds of factors in there that also make up that addiction. So I just thought it was kind mm-hmm. of an an unfair way of of putting. Um, you know the, the 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 light that they they cast onto uh, video game uh, players and and that community. I just and the timing in in which it came, I felt was in uh, poor judgment of them. But again, there's probably all kinds of uh, uh, behind the scene things and movement moving pieces and whatnot that are happening that we don't get to see as a general public. Right. But uh, you know that's yeah, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> I'm looking at you, who I'm looking at you sideways for sure. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, Ryan, before we wrap up, I have one question for you. Yes. Have you lost yourself to Animal Crossing? Man, well, <laughs> once I can I can pry it out of my daughter and girlfriend's <laughs> hand, uh, I usually don't get around to playing it until later at night. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, I, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm glad that you said something because I was totally going to say something about it, too. That game is an absolute blast. Uh, I've never played any of them uh from from the series of Animal Crossing, this is my first one. Uh, it's a it's just so chill. You can play it at any point in time. I love the fact that you can pick it up, play it for like five minutes just to go grab your things and talk to some people, or you can sit there and play it for fifteen hours and and you know what I mean. Like you are mm-hmm. building up and paying paying off Tom Nook and Tom. <laughs> 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 Dude, money. <laughs> but I'm yeah. really enjoying it. What about what about you? So I have not picked it up yet. I'm I'm going to though. No! But but I, I feel like I feel like though when I tell people uh is it's a strangely addicting game. You'll love it. I just can't explain why you'll love it. You'll just love it. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, and that's the, and that's the funny part about it too. It's like I didn't. I was like I don't understand why people because I had heard people talking about Animal Crossing and I was like I don't get it. I was like that looks like a like a and again don't I'm not knocking anything but like Stardew <laughs> like I was like that stuff I'm not really feeling that. But again maybe I just don't understand the appeal in it. And this is my first like real like jump into that kind of genre where you're just chilling and 
collecting things and building stuff up and 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 doing stuff and fishing and whatnot like I love what I love about it is kind of how it's unfolding day by day and it's kind of opening up every day uh, again this game goes by real time by your actual clock time so it's mm-hmm. daytime during the day is nighttime during night um so I you know there's all kinds of little fun mechanics about it um I haven't really gotten a chance to go and like go to any of my friends' places. I need to though, because I'm sure they got fruits and, and materials that I could use. So holla <laughs> at your boy, hit me up for my switch code. <laughs> but yes, it is it is fantastic. You know what too, and, and if there's a silver lining, talk about a perfect time to release this game. I mean, yes. my goodness. This is the perfect time sucker. <laughs> No, it really, it really is because it, it, it's just, uh, yeah, it, and it's so chill and it's so nice. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed. And there's a lot of people that are, that are on it right now, obviously. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we'll see. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just going to continue, you know, see where it goes. I, it, it's fun. I'm not going to lie. I did not really expect to, to, to like it as much as I do, I really got it more as a uh, it was it was a a reward for my daughter uh, doing doing well. We had talked about something that she could earn, and that mm-hmm. was something that she had said. So that was part of her reward. But obviously, I knew the whole time we were going to be playing. <laughs> it was a trick. It was, it a, was trick. a trick. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I will say I'm about to go buy it. I think people should go buy it. It. Yeah, you won't. I I would be shocked if you regretted it. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude. Also, a little little bit of sad news. I saw that Sony is delaying. Uh, this is non gaming related. Sorry, uh, but I saw Sony is de- delaying a bunch of their films that were supposed to be coming out. Uh, yeah. this, this year, like Ghostbusters Afterlife, um, yep. uh, Morbius, right? Or or not Morbius? Yep. Did yep, Morbius? Yep. Okay, yep. yeah, and some other ones, some other titles as well. So, you know, the this this virus and 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 all this stuff. This is serious business, man. Like, and it is having a very Im- big impact. And I still think that we're still kind of towards the beginning of of what's to come as far as with this. Yeah, and you know, included in that list was the Uncharted movie, and um. Yeah. So officially, it was supposed to come out next March, and it's been delayed to next October, 2021, we're talking. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it stinks. Obviously, the movie industry is one of those industries that, like, who knows what the heck the landscape's going to look like coming out of this, because, I mean, obviously, since we don't know, I mean, all that stuff, they just keep having to delay. Hopefully, hopefully, the Uncharted movie can use the uh pause to maybe even improve however good it was going to be right. hopefully right. um i'm still a little worried that that i know uh geez a few weeks ago maybe a month ago now <laughs> that they were about to start filming even though they hadn't officially signed a director yet so oh, maybe wow. this gives them some time to get things settled and um this also gives me time to go and and actually play the uncharted series 
Yes, you've not. Have you not played any of them? I have not played any of them, dude. I played a little bit of one, but then I got stuck and I never went back to it. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, oh dude, no! I'm, I'm, I'm that terrible person. Ah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, you I'm, gotta, you gotta get me. on that. <laughs> yeah. So, so this helps me because now I can get through the series, and that's gonna make the movie hopefully more enjoyable for me. I, I don't know. This probably doesn't help you a whole lot, but it helps you for the future. Uh, I think it was leaked that Uncharted Four is gonna be one of the. PS Plus games in April. <laughs> no, dude. Well, I have the. Could I think at one point in time the uh, Nathan Drake collection uh, yes, was on yeah. PS Plus? Yeah. So I have that. Yeah. I have that. Yeah. And then Uncharted Four. You're saying uh, if, if that comes out, I'll figure out a way. If I, I mean, I don't care. Dude. I'll like once I get. I just need to get through the series to understand. You know what I mean? Because like I know this is. Uh, I, I know it's got a. A lot of people love the Uncharted series. It is a shame that I have not gotten around to play any of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, this will give me a little bit of time to, to work my way through it and, and hopefully attack my backlog a little bit. Ryan, you, you have homework. You have lots of homework <laughs> coming up. I accept. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, uh, you know, other than that though, I, I think that's going to do it for us, uh, here at land parties, episode 11 Brought to you by betonline.ag. Guys, again, thank you guys so much for listening to us. We hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the week. Stay safe. Be healthy. We love your faces. And we'll see you next week.